day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? We are turning our attention today, or at least in this particular podcast, to maybe a few of them as uh, we work our way through our Bible reading for the year. But currently, uh, if you've been reading through a church Bible reading program, more times than not, you're going to find yourself in Ecclesiastes about this time of the year. And so I want to take some time just to uh, give some comments on a book that is sometimes greatly misunderstood. And certainly the the uh, primary purpose of uh, the writer of Ecclesiastes is to teach us some good wisdom at the expense of his own experience in life. And so we're going to take some time to do that. I want to just kind of give a brief overview beginning Uh, with chapters 1 and 2 of Ecclesiastes today, uh, the scripture reminds us of this truth uh, that you read in the book of Ecclesiastes, and you're familiar perhaps with this saying, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Matter of fact, it starts right out uh, in the book itself with that kind of phrase. Now, what are we to make of that? When you read that, and of course we understand that the author of the Ecclesiastes is the preacher himself, as he calls himself. He is Solomon. He's the son of David. He's the third king of Israel. Uh, Solomon is the man that God endowed with great wisdom. Uh, but you know, it's remarkable that even with great wisdom, he could be stupid about some things. And we're going to comment on that in a moment. Somebody could have great wisdom, but if you don't put it into practice, it doesn't do you any good whatsoever. And so this phrase recurs throughout the book of Ecclesiastes, vanity of vanities. Remember that God had just extraordinarily blessed Solomon, gave him tremendous wisdom, uh, gave him knowledge of things and the ability to uh, rightly apply the Bible uh, if he would put his mind to it. Uh, in so many ways, and to make just choices and decisions. Uh, But being as wise as Solomon was, and yet being as blessed as he was, uh, he had the unusual opportunity to be able to fulfill all of his fleshly desire, all of his his selfish uh, endeavors and designs and purposes in life that he could think up. And he didn't have any enemies to speak of. He had unlimited wealth. He, I mean, the Bible says that gold was so prevalent that silver wasn't even worth anything in his day. They were like the rocks on the ground. There was so much of it. Solomon had uh, time, he ruled for 40 years, to give himself over to the exploration of everything that might give a person fulfillment and satisfaction and longing in this world, at least from a human standpoint. So Solomon possessed all of these things, unlimited wealth, no enemies to speak of. Uh, He had power and authority beyond anybody's understanding. He ruled from the Euphrates River to the river, uh, the border with Egypt. Uh, And yet, and so what you have is in the first six chapters of Ecclesiastes is Solomon exploring every avenue of the flesh to see if he could find satisfaction in those. And now in Ecclesiastes, you have the record of how he records what happened in that pursuit. 
vanity of vanities. The word vanity in the text here literally means emptiness, absolute emptiness. Uh, when you translate that into one's life, like Solomon was doing, it really conveys the sense of just being unfulfilled, unsatisfied, um, just dissatisfied in everything. And in the case of Solomon, his observation at the very beginning of the book starts out that way, verse 2, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Um, that's not a very bright outlook, if you think about it for a moment, from the the person who sat on the throne of Israel, who was set up by the uh, hand of God himself, who was handpicked. He identified himself as the preacher in verse 1, as the son of David. Here is a man who just had everything at his disposal, every blessing from God. Now, be careful. Uh, there are some statements that Solomon makes that if if looked at from the human perspective, it makes sense. But if you are looking at it from a divine perspective, it doesn't make any sense at all. And it shows you the shallowness of human reasoning. Because when I look at life from the human perspective, it really is pointless. I mean, what is the point of all this, of this existence, of this living in the horrible world, the brokenness of the sinfulness of humanity, the selfish dog-eat-dog existence that we live in right now? It all is something that seems to be pointless. Why are we even alive? Why are we drawing breath? It seems like everything that man touches, he destroys. Uh, and so uh, that is from Solomon's perspective. Um so you have to read the entire book in order to understand Solomon's journey uh, as he comes to understand and get a total perspective on life and hear his conclusion at the end of the book in chapter 12. And what you have in the opening verses of Ecclesiastes is really a testimony of a man who had neglected his pursuit of God. All the other things that met his eye occupied his attention. All of the things of the world began to dominate his heart. Uh, David, one of the saddest verses, excuse me, uh, Solomon, in one of the saddest verses of, of Second Kings, we are told that Solomon had so many wives and concubines that they literally, when he was old, turned his heart away from God. And he went to serve pagan idols after everything God had done. Uh, to the point that he built high places for them. Uh, what are those? Those are places of worship. Those are places of really whoredom where he would go after other gods besides the one true God. So he would be uh, build heathen shrines in 1 Kings chapter 11. Uh, and, and no wonder when it came right down to it, uh, he found life to be empty, to be vain. And you know, that's still the case even today. Uh, life is pointless and it is meaningless. God without uh, your serving and submitting to the living God. Uh, God has created every human being in his image. And we only fulfill our purpose for existence when we come 
to our Creator and humble ourselves before Him and understand that it's only in Him that we live and move and have our being, that our entire existence is wrapped up, meaningful existence is wrapped up in our relationship with Him. Uh, This King of Israel, Solomon, pursued all the playthings of life. He pursued all the pleasures. He examined all kinds of philosophies that are still being sought after today to bring fulfillment. Uh, People are looking for this all the time, uh, but we could write over all of the pursuits of those that are in our world even today. We could write right over the top of it, vanity. It's empty. Um, Solomon tried many women. His, his, His whole life was marked by the words that begin with W. Uh, He tried many women to bring him fulfillment, but that only led him away from God, uh, and that brings emptiness. He tried to find fulfillment in his great wisdom, Uh, his his, uh, 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 understanding and insight was not sufficient. Fulfillment only comes by the practice of the wisdom in your worship of God. He is the truth. Solomon sought satisfaction even in wine. Uh, he pursued that. He couldn't drown his troubles. He found out his troubles could swim, one man said. Um, it was empty. Uh, whenever you seek fulfillment in a bottle of booze, you know, that sounds old-fashioned these days when moderate drinking of a federally regulated drug called alcohol is now no longer frowned on in many churches But I'm going to tell you right now, Proverbs chapter 20 is still in my Bible. And the Bible says that somebody who goes to wine and tries to find in it some kind of pleasure or satisfaction is going to end up in trouble. There will be broken relationships. There will be all kinds of of, uh, difficulty that you're going to experience in a bottle of booze. Well, nearly all Americans believe the last W that Solomon believed in and that was wealth. If I just had more money, Pastor, I would be satisfied. <laughs> Try telling that to Solomon now, who had all the wealth, all the riches, and yet he declared it to be nothing but vanity, empty. Well, that void and that empty spot that we all carry in us uh, can only be filled by our Lord. He's the answer to your search for fulfillment today. He's the answer to satisfaction in life things that the world offers aren't going to fill that void. Uh, They often give a distraction, but they only leave you dissatisfied in vanity. I encourage you today that if you're looking for something to fill that God-sized hole in your heart, then you need to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. In Him, you'll find real satisfaction. God bless. Run to Christ. Christ.